Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth coming at you from my closet in North Carolina. Hey, this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Hello, Christy. Hello, Beth. How's it going? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Everything is good. Happy Valentine's Day late. Oh, yes, to you too. We're probably not going to text have texted each other that yesterday. <laughs> no, I probably haven't talked to you in like a week. <laughs> I know. But we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. No. But we no. hope that everybody checked out our Valentine shirts. Well, Valentine-ish yes. shirts and the coupon code, discount code that is on our social media. I'm so stinking excited to get my tank top. I ordered one. I also ordered the tank top. The flowy one? Very, the flowy <laughs> tank top. And yeah. it says, I love true crime. What does it say? <laughs> I love true I love crime true podcast. Crime podcast. And crimes and closets. Crimes and closets. Yes, go do it. It's super cute. I got yeah. a pink one. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you I get? Think I got the black one. I think I just got a black one. Yeah, doesn't surprise yeah. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like some color sometimes. I ordered a couple colorful things recently you that did? I was like eh, stepping outside my comfort zone here. I like it. Yeah, yeah, they're really cute. I'm excited to get mine too. I think size up. Oh those. crap. That's what I heard. Up, oh, son of a biscuit. <laughs> Guess I'm gonna have to order another one. Give <laughs> me that for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so I have a a good kid story for you. It's been a minute since we've told these mom stories. I feel like I know. And my children, one of them. Mm. Decided that it would be funny to hide my cell phone in the dog food. I'm trying to rack my brain as to which one I could possibly Well, that's be. what's funny about it. Well, first of all, I couldn't find my phone. And I'm like, where yeah. is my phone? I can't find my phone. And I have a watch, you know, an Apple watch. And so it was dinging on my watch that people were texting, that Christy was texting me. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember I was texting you when this happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, where is it? It's not, it's not making a noise. It's not vibrating. I can't imagine where I've left it. And I have left my phone in funny places before, like a random kid's closet or I, it's been in the refrigerator. Mm. Like I'm a little spacey. But I could not find it anywhere, and I kept dinging it, you know, with my watch, and I could hear it. I'm like, it's in the kitchen. It's definitely in the kitchen. And I'm, walk <laughs> I'm like, wandering around trying to find my phone forever. It was a long time. It was a good 30 minutes or more even before I could find it. Finally found it in the dog food. I'm like, who did this? Who Come here. All, all of you. Come in here. <laughs> dog food. <laughs> who, yeah. Gross too, right? Mm -hmm. It smelled like dog food for days. You because yeah. dog food is it's a pungent thing. So I call them in and I'm like, well, who did this? And they all look at me like, I, I don't I don't know who did it. Still to this day, I do not know who did it. They would not tell on each other. No one uh confessed and no one told each other. And they all had to spend time alone in their room because they all three got punished. Right, because you didn't know because who it was. Because they wouldn't, I didn't know who it was. So I was like, if you don't tell me who it is, I'm blaming all of you. And you can stay in your room till the smell comes out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still don't know who it was. You really Which don't I, know. I kind of commend them for. No, I really don't. 
I mean, I kind of think I do. You don't think it's <laughs> like, the usual suspect? <laughs> Character-wise, it's the little one. because. But he normally wouldn't be able to contain himself with laughter. Like, uh-huh. he would be sitting at the counter watching me wander around the kitchen look for, looking for it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. This is my older one. He's a poker face. I don't know who it was. I kind of mm. love it that they're not ratting on each other. I feel like I, you know what I mean? I, but. <laughs> Need a camera in the house now. Exactly. <laughs> I wish my dog could talk and be like, let him tell me. He's a butthole too, but whatever. <laughs> He'd probably sit there like, mm, nope, my lips are sealed. Yeah. Well, they're all against me now. That's what I learned. Mm-hmm. They're all three against me. Ride or dies. Mom's public enemy number one. You got a lot more years to deal with that. (laughs) At least I got somebody. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's all I got. What do you got? Nothing. I mean. Your cell phone's accounted for. My cell phone's accounted for. I haven't lost it yet. Um, I I do have a kid who was in quarantine for two weeks and is finally going back to school tomorrow. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Oh, I bet. (laughs) The teenager, too. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, he's if he's somebody's going to be kept at home, then he's the one I want to be kept at home. But I don't want anybody kept at home anymore. We got used to them being at school. <laughs> oh, can't imagine. Might have never gone back. <sighs> We're yeah. all fine. Yep, it's all good. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, real quick. Um, we have Black History Month going on right now. Please remember to check our social media. We are highlighting all of the victims of people of color that we have covered, and we want you to hear their stories. Again, quick reads. Go check it out. Yes. And you told a story last week of another one, another Mm -hmm. person of color, and I also have a story this week of a person of color, and we did not plan it, and they are so alike. That's crazy. It is crazy, and because it wasn't planned, and we were all researched and done before we even knew. So I'm going to tell you the story. Oh, and my story is a Valentine's story. Oh, yay. Happened on Valentine's. Oh, no, no, no. I know, I know. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to tell you the story of Tiana Notice. Hmm, okay. Okay. Tiana Angelique Notice was born February 4th of 1984 in Worcester, Massachusetts. Yes. I can't believe you picked that one just because it's Massachusetts. (laughs) I know. I started just to say Worcester. That's spelled weird, too. I had to look up how to say that one. Worcester. Because I felt like people would know. It's fine. It's fine. I I can't say that state. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Her parents were Alvin Notice and Kathy Lewis. She had three brothers and a stepmother and a stepsister, all that she was very close with. Tiana was very artistic. She loved the color purple and she wore it a lot. She was more like me. She dressed in color. <laughs> she loved music and wrote her own songs and she wrote her own poetry. Oh, wow. She was involved. I know. She was involved in several choirs and singing groups throughout her life and was extremely talented. She was also crazy smart. It's reported that she was moved forward two grade levels. Oh, whoa. Which never happens. I know. I don't know that I've ever heard of anybody like that. And she I had a friend started- who was sorry, I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. I had two friends who were both 
pushed up a grade, but it was like so long ago. I don't think I've ever heard of it after them. (laughs) Well, in one grade, I get, you know, starting kindergarten early or whatever, testing a grade level up. I mean, my gosh, you have a genius that could do that. But two grade levels is huge. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she also started taking college courses her senior year of high school. Okay. So after high school, she went to the University of Hartford, which is a private college in Hartford, Connecticut, and studied political science. While she was in college, she actually became an activist. She helped found a chapter of the Ro- Roosevelt Institute on her campus. Have you ever heard of the Roosevelt Institute? Okay, mm-hmm. it's a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization, and it's a ne- it's a national network of college like organization on college campuses where they form what they call student think tanks Mm -hmm. and they conduct policy research on large scale political issues. So they'll focus on things like climate control, green policies, equality, women's issues, basically anything that's a large scale political issue, they will do research on it and form think tanks and actually go to political officials and like um, present what they found. Hmm. So she becomes, so she helps find, found this organization on her campus. She becomes a a leader and she's also a mentor to other kids that are in the program. She also volunteers at the campus women's center and helps promote things like eating disorder awareness week and world's AIDS day and other things that were, you know, women's center things. She got her bachelor's degree in political science, then went on to get her master's degree also at the University of Hartford. She was an honor student. She was a member of the Legal Review in Connecticut. She received an award for her pro bono work as a paralegal and was thinking of pursuing a law degree once she completed her master's. Wow. I know. She is legitimately (laughs) the most together person I think we've ever talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no she kidding. Did, has done so much by the time she's like early 20s that I could ever even think of doing in my entire life. Mm-hmm. On top of all of this, she was gorgeous. Like oh. really, really pretty. She was known for having a beautiful smile and being a great dresser. She was very kind. She had a lot of friends. She had her own apartment in Plainville, Connecticut, which was not far from her college, and she was a very active member of her church. She was beloved by anyone who knew her. I mean, she like one of the interviews that I heard said, you know how they always say, oh, yeah, when she came in, she lit up a room. She really did mm-hmm. light up a room. Like She was so smart. She was so enthusiastic about all of the things that she was doing and the things that she felt strongly about. She literally did light up a room and inspired so many people. In 2008, Tiana was one semester away from graduating, and she started to feel a little lonely romantic-wise. So she went on an online website, an online dating website, to find a partner or love or somebody to spend some time with. On the site, she met a man named James Carter II. James was about six years older than her, and he said he was an executive at an insurance company. 
He was very successful. He was very smart. He owned his own home. He had a nice car. He was very well-dressed and handsome. He was funny and charismatic. And he was good on paper. Mm -hmm. So the two of them started hanging out and eventually began dating. James was very good to Tiana. He went to church with her. He was good to her family. He met her friends. He would take good care of her. Like if her something was wrong with her car, he would take it in, have it fixed, give her rides. He bought new tires for her. He took her to dinner. He made sure she was eating and wasn't working too hard and sleeping. He was, you know, he took care of her. He kind of took on that, you know, like caretaker role, I guess, for her. But, if you haven't guessed it already, there's another side to James that Tiana hadn't seen yet. And over the course of a couple months, he began to sort of get possessive over her and controlling. He started acting jealous of her male friends and co-workers. So, a few months into their relationship, James drops an absolute bomb on her and confesses that his crazy ex-girlfriend claimed that he had hit her during an argument. So James denies this, of course, says it never happened. And he said that he had been trying to fight the charges, but he lost. And now he had to go to jail. Oh, my gosh. And all this is happening while they're dating? (laughs) Well, the the, the ex-girlfriend had happened before. And he had been out on bail and was fighting the charges and lost apparently according to him and now had to go serve his time right and didn't okay. tell her about it until right and then he was like by the way i gotta go to jail because this is what happened this is right. what my well, that's what i'm ex- saying like she didn't even know that the trial or whatever was happening she had like- no idea that he has was mm-hmm. facing criminal charges in any way so during his time that he's in jail i mean off he goes you know to prison and He still calls her. He still tries to keep in touch with her. But she's like, no. Like, that freaks me out. I'm moving on. So she's very busy in school. She um, is still doing her work, working in all of her organizations. And she's, like, very standoffish to him. Like, she does answer his phone calls sometimes and talks to him. But, you know, nothing like it was before. Not romantic. She's not. She's done with him. So also during this time... Tiana's ex-boyfriend gets back in touch with her. He had moved away. They were dating. They were very serious. And he had moved away to continue his education in a different town. And so they had kind of ended their relationship for that reason. But he had missed her, got back in touch with her, and was kind of interested in, like, rekindling their -hmm. relationship somewhat. So she's moving on. After five months in jail, James is released. And he tries to contact Tiana. But Tiana's over it. She doesn't want anything to do with him. She's all done. She's like, you need to, I'm not, I'm not gonna be with you anymore, James. You need to stay away from me. So James does not respond well. He gets very angry and he starts to become aggressive. He started calling her constantly. He would show up in random places, like when she was shopping or eating somewhere. He would just be there. Oh hey, funny running into you here, but like all the time. Mm. He would sit outside her work or her apartment in his car. I mean, he he was stalking her. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Stalker. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so Tiana went to the police 
and she reported James and she reported his aggression. They took reports, but they didn't really follow up on anything. They kind of, I guess, assumed it would fizzle out, whatever. It's fine. She finds the tires on her car slashed while it was parked in her apartment complex. She reported that to the police and they told her that there was nothing they could do because she couldn't prove who did it. Oh my gosh. When she, when she was dating this guy who goes to prison for hitting his other girlfriend, but thank you. Whatever. Hold on to that anger. Okay. I've got it. And Mm -hmm. your pants. Okay. (laughs) Got them. So then Tiana starts getting these emails, these threatening emails from this girl named Jessica Banderas, who claims that she is James's new girlfriend. They're telling Tiana that she better stay away from her man and threatening her. I mean, they say things like, okay, here's a quote. As God is my witness, punishment is on the way. So be prepared. (laughs) And another one says, trust me, baby girl, you are going to lose everything. For what? Tiana's not doing anything. Nothing. She don't want her man. Yeah. No, she does not want to be with him. She's freaked out by him she's totally freaked out because this is on top of him calling her constantly and showing up places and the stalking so she goes to the police again again they did not take her seriously they said that they didn't really think the emails were very threatening and that she had no proof who was sending him no proof that it was even related to james she asked for a restraining order against james and against this girlfriend jessica and they said they didn't have grounds for either that there was really nothing they could do. Call us, really call us if it happens again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Tiana is like, I'm going to have to start doing protecting myself and taking matters into my own hands. So she starts doing some digging on James. And she finds out that he is not an executive for an insurance company. Hmm. That he is a part-time limo driver who lives with his parents. She finds out that he has two other children or two children that she knew nothing about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And a pretty lengthy criminal history. He has been convicted of assaults in 2002, 2006, at least one of which involving a domestic violence where he almost killed his ex-girlfriend, assuming that's the one that he went to prison for or jail for. And that he had violated his probation in 2008 and then Hold on to pants and had six pending charges of harassment and violation of restraining orders. And the police are doing nothing, nothing, nothing. Did they even did they did they even do a Google Google search or type his name into their stinking computer? Because this would have like. Yep. So Tiana and her father also put up surveillance cameras One in her apartment. On their own, they're doing this. One they put up inside of her apartment. And the other one they put up in the parking lot of her apartment complex, right where she always parks. Mm. So that there would be a surveillance camera on her car all the time, right? And one Mm -hmm. in her apartment. So Tiana also, once she finds out all this history of James, she goes back to the police. And she shows them the emails again. She shows him the criminal history and they're like, okay, we'll do some digging. So they find that the emails that came from this Jessica Banderas are actually coming from James. 
that there is no such person as Jessica Banderas. They looked up the picture and it's like some random picture that he grabbed from Google that that wasn't really that person's name. So they finally give her a restraining order. Right? Thank you. Right. (laughs) And she's got some surveillance cameras. Okay. So when James finds out about the restraining order, he gets mad, right? And he's ticked off that she's gone to the cops on him so he claims that Tiana assaulted him and he asks for a restraining order so now the police are like which they barely were taking her serious anyway they were already putting her off so they're acting like they're fed up they're done they're like look we don't know who to believe here you're both crazy right we're done only one is And they're like, yeah, so they say, we don't know. We don't know which one of you is telling the truth. We don't know who to believe. How about believe the upstanding honor student and social activist that has absolutely no reason to lie or any blemish to her name? Yeah, and who's been complaining to you all all along, not just as a retaliation. And he has a history of violence against women. Mm -hmm. And it's doing the exact same thing to her. How about believe her? How about that? That does not take a rocket scientist. I feel like my kid who had my phone and the dog food would know better than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So her mother even goes to the police and they say to her mother, they kind of laugh her off and they are like, oh, nothing's going to happen to your daughter. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to find out what happens next right after this break. I got to keep my hands on my pants. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What do America's first serial killer, a crime-solving parrot, Jimmy Hoffa, and yours truly have in common? We each honed our craft in the great state of Michigan. I'm Jen Carpenter, the host of So Dead, a true crime podcast where I take the cases I cover seriously. Myself? Not so much. If you want to take a deep dive into cases you've never heard before, I'm your girl. Just call me Scuba Jen. <laughs> definitely don't do that. New episodes of So Dead are released on True Crime Tuesdays, and you can find me wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be waiting. So Dead, So Dead, So Dead, So Okay, so now you really need to get your pants. Mm-hmm, got them. February 4th of 2009 is Tiana's 25th birthday. She gets mm. an email around that time from James. The email is it's legitimately from him. No more Jessica Banderas. And it says, quote, I'm sorry. 
I only want to fix things if you'll let me. I know I've messed this up. I am nothing without you. This is life or death for me. Oh, goodness gracious. He continues to call her mm-hmm. and stalk her. And she constantly feels like she's just being watched. She's being followed. There's somebody there all the time. So we are about to really meet the real James. Mm-hmm. On February 14th, 2009, Valentine's Day, Tiana's boyfriend was supposed to come in to town and take her out. But he called her earlier that day and said that he was sick. He was not going to be able to make it, that he was going to wait a few days and come in. He would make it up to her. So Tiana goes home. Remember, Tiana has those surveillance cameras mm-hmm. in her parking lot right where her parking space is. So we have video footage of her coming home that night. The camera shows Tiana pulling into her parking lot. She pulls into her normal parking space and she parks. It then shows her walking from her car up sort of like a wooden um, catwalk kind of thing Mm. towards the door of her apartment. We then see a man running up behind her. That is not really in frame. It's like from his eyebrows up. And they go out of frame. But you Hmm. can hear audio of the most awful haunting screams from Tiana. Did you watch this? I did. I did watch this. And then you can see very clearly James walk past the camera again and out of the frame. And you can tell it's him. Yeah. Yeah. You then, I mean, not when I was watching it, but when they like Mm -hmm. slowed it down and show the stills. Mm -hmm. So you can then hear her call 911. This is all, you can hear this all on the um, surveillance footage. And she very clearly tells the 911 operator that her ex-boyfriend has stabbed her to death. My ex-boyfriend stabbed me. He has stabbed me to death. I am bleeding. Neighbors hear her screaming. They come out to help her. They see James run off and drive away. So basically, James had, we're going to go back to our Florida, laid in wait Mm -hmm. for Tiana to get home, then attacked her as she was walking into her apartment, and it was all caught on camera. My gosh. Tiana was stabbed with a kitchen knife a total of 18 times including two times in the heart. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and this is going to destroy you. As she was laying there, bleeding, waiting for the ambulance, her neighbors who came out to help her said she prayed. (gasps) Oh, gosh. No. And then she lost consciousness. She later passed away at the hospital. Mm, She had just turned 25, so she was so young. So James is arrested shortly after, and charged with first-degree murder and violating a restraining order. During his trial, they played surveillance footage showing James on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 911 call where Tiana says, my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend stabbed me. They bring in all of the complaints, all of the requests Tiana had made or tried to make against James in the months prior to her murder. It is reported that Tiana had gone to the police a total of 33 times in a oh six week period. That's infuriating. 
<laughs> I can't freaking stand it. In six weeks, you said? Six weeks. She went so 33 times. 30. I mean, that's almost every day. Like, it's pretty exactly. close. And imagine all yeah. of the times that she was being harassed that she didn't go. So constantly. She was constantly being harassed and terrified mm. of this man for six weeks and did everything she was supposed to. I can't. I can't. And I'm like yelling mm-hmm. at people from 13 years ago <laughs> right mm-hmm. now because I cannot stand it. It drives me crazy. So Tiana's blood was on his pants when he was arrested. And his brother, James's brother, even testified against him at his trial saying that James had called him the night of Valentine's and confessed that he stabbed her. So even his own brother testified against him. Okay. In January of 2012, James, who was 31 at the time, was convicted of first-degree murder, convicted of first-degree murder, and violating a restraining order. He was sentenced to the maximum sentence of 60 years in prison, which is a life sentence, which is the maximum you can get for first-degree murder in Connecticut. There's no um, death penalty there. So just a sad note. So during sentencing, so you get convicted of a crime, right? And then you have a separate hearing for sentencing. Mm-hmm. During sentencing, that trial is when the family and loved ones of the victims actually get to speak and they get to do victim impact statements and they get mm-hmm. to confront the person who was just convicted of killing their loved one. James didn't go. He did not go to his sentencing. So the family could not confront him. I feel like they should be forced to go. I agree. I thought the same thing. Like, what a coward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not sure where you're at with this whole story, but where I am at is overwhelmed with the systematic failure of law enforcement in this case. Um, yeah, that's all I'm thinking about. Exactly. Like, she did mm-hmm. everything right. She listened to her gut. She was aware that she was in mm-hmm. a dangerous situation and that she was unsafe. She kept records. She reported the behavior 33 times. She asked for help 33 times. She was shrugged oh off. She was not taken seriously. He was a criminal. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're not the only ones who are angry about it. No, Tiana's family right, filed a lawsuit against the officers who handled or mishandled the complaints that Tiana filed against James Carter, saying that they were aware Tiana was in danger, they were aware he was a criminal, and they failed to help her. And a jury awarded them $10 million in damages. Oh, wow. Yes. Which doesn't bring her back. No. But it's a little satisfying. Well, yeah, because they can, they're, they're, you know, held accountable for this. Exactly. Like, you just can't do this to people. So her father, Alvin, and her family started an organization called the Tiana Angelique Notice Foundation. This is super cool. They fight to pass laws to prevent domestic violence. They provide education, self-empowerment, resources, and increasing awareness. They also help domestic violence victims do things like install security cameras so that they have proof that they Mm. are actually being victimized and can get help. They are extremely active in all of the domestic violence organizations in their area. Her dad has even helped. And this is interesting because you talked about very briefly in the last case, Sandra, um, her killer, Randy, 
Mm-hmm. He one of the things that he got arrested for was not um, properly using his GPS tracker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her father has helped for um, criminal offenders and violent people to get GPS trackers. Oh, wow. To like help enforce that as um, common practice in their area. And they actually even have a domestic violence rally planned on the steps of the Capitol later this year. So they are still very active. They still are raising awareness. They're raising money. They're helping victims. They're a great organization that I will link in the show notes if you want to check it out. It has a great bio of Tiana on it as well and why the organization was founded. And I love it. I'm so here for it. Wow. Um, my heart breaks for this family mm-hmm. and they're lost. And honestly, for all of us, because she seemed like one of those amazing people that was going to make a difference and bring change and positivity to society. I mean, she did so much in 25 years it's just such Mm -hmm. a shame that she couldn't continue that inspiration and her like drive to do good and do better but I do love that through her death she still is kind of like with the help of her family pushing on this legacy of change and you know and it's just in a different way but it's still she's still alive and it's still happening and there's no telling how many people have been helped by her story and the organization and the things that her family are doing in her name. So, right. Yeah. Wow. That's mm. really frustrating <sighs> case. We Happy definitely... Valentine's day. <laughs> I know. Great. Thanks. Such a good yeah. time. <laughs> well, you know, I, I come to bring the love and warmth. I know. Gosh. Oh my gosh. We like, I feel like we're all, um, missing out on having Tiana in the world. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. And gosh, would have been awesome to know what she would have done. And just a random, I guess, I don't know if this is PSA or whatever. Um, while you were talking, I was like, I feel like we should like put out the national domestic violence hotline number to anybody. If anybody needs it, I mean, I'm sure that everybody knows where to get it, but if you're ever in a situation, I just looked it up. 1-800-799-SAFE. Love it. I don't know. 1-800-799-SAFE. I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah. It's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And there's even a chat online here. Anyway, I don't know. Just make the phone call. I I mean, somebody needs to listen to you. Somebody needs to listen to others if you witness it. Be the rude girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. be the one who is like a pain in the butt. Do it. Right. Exactly. Do it and stay alive. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I agree. Gosh. Well, thank you for bringing that story up. I had not heard that one before. That's a totally new one for me. So, and well done. Well done. Gosh. I'm just very sad right now. I'm like speechless. I'm almost speechless because I'm so mad about all the missteps in that. Yeah. I texted Christy like three times and was like, this story is infuriating <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah the deeper yeah, you I get agree. in the more you're like seriously 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 right. yeah gosh all right well <sighs> we need to do better everyone needs to do better so well we hope you enjoyed that one or learned something from it got something out of it i know i did i'm mad <laughs> and <laughs> Hope you had a great Valentine's Day, as we said earlier. Hope you took advantage of our promo code and you're getting some new stuff. 
and you should go online and buy stuff. Yeah, anyway. we have a shirt that says, hold on to your pants. Yeah. I <laughs> Which like I think to. is hilarious. <laughs> I need to order it and just wear it when we're recording. Just be like, yes. Yep, hold on to your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I live for my pants being held on to. Yeah. So, yep. So, anyways, go to the merch site. We have all of our links in our bio on Instagram. So, you can find our merch site and all that on there. Um, and give us a shout if you want to um, on social media, on email. Love to hear from you. And rate us. Rate us, please. We really would like that. that yeah, it helps us out a lot. It helps us out because we hear some positive things, and then it also helps us with some sort of algorithm <laughs> that I don't understand. <laughs> some apple mumbo jumbo. Yeah, you know, so give us a shout and rate us. So, And as always, always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. <laughs>